When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing some of the job openings around the NFL. So, Sam, today on uh, what they call Black Monday, we've seen the Houston Texans fire Lovey Smith and the Arizona Cardinals fire Cliff Kingsbury. Also, Steve Keim out as general manager in Arizona. We already knew that the Broncos, Panthers, and Colts would have job openings as well. They're going through their process. So we've got five job openings as of record time right now with the new news being the Texans and Cardinals added to the mix. Two teams picking at two and three in the draft coming up in April. Yeah, and the only one that's, I guess, news or surprising, um, surprising, quote unquote, is Cliff Kingsbury, you know? And that is surprising not because Arizona did well this season or because he shouldn't necessarily – but because 10 months ago he signed a new multi-million dollar, multi-year extension and now is presumably getting a massive volume of money to walk away from this deal at the end of what has been a nosedive in fortunes for the entire Arizona Cardinals franchise. Um, I mean, it's difficult to spin that in a way that isn't extremely bad process, like top to bottom across the Arizona Cardinals, which... I think Adam Schefter pointed out that in their 100-plus year history, they have never had a head coach make it six years, which is really quite impressive. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's such a weird situation in Arizona just because of the Kyler Murray injury, right? I mean, a a late-season injury to Kyler. uh, It's an ACL. Knowing that he's going to miss a huge chunk of time next year, also knowing that the whole roster was not in a great spot. You know, they – they had made those incremental steps through through the entire Kingsbury Kyler regime, so to speak. Right? They they had gotten better and better, even though they collapsed last year. It was still an improvement over the previous year. They made the playoffs, right? Like all the steps were in place, and then they nosedive this off season or, or this season before Kyler Murray's injury. So you have a lack of progression. Kyler Murray doesn't progress. Nothing gets better this season. And then Kyler Murray gets hurt, and now his 2023 is in question. It doesn't – it's not crazy for the Cardinals to, to start over. Like, it's probably the time that you would start over, knowing that you have Kyler Murray injured next year and you can replenish the resources and everything. But why re-up Cliff Kingsbury, other than you must have thought he was doing a good enough job and that he would be there for the foreseeable future? Yeah, like it's weird because this is the first season where um, it's almost like the last few years where the end of the year has been bad was sort of threatening this, and it never really happened. You know, every year they they ended the season badly and then they bounced back the start of the next season, and actually they got better than the year before. So it was sort of progressively going in the right direction. It's just that every time at the end of the season it would tail off, and it's almost like that was sort of threatening that on the horizon somewhere is going to be a year where it doesn't start well, and then it tails off anyway. You know, And when that happens, it's going to be a complete disaster. And if you were sort of paying attention to that from the Cardinals' point of view, you would think, well, maybe let's not 
re-up everybody to giant contracts just in case that kind of year comes down the pipe. Um, or if you've decided that, okay, if a year like that happens, that's fine. Generally speaking, we've been moving in the right direction. We can eat a bad year if one comes along. We're going to give out these contracts anyway because we believe in everybody that's running this organization. That's okay too. But then you can't like knee jerk fire everybody at the end of the, the one bad year that comes along. Like that doesn't make any sense either. So this whole thing just screams bad process. Like either handing him the giant multi year, multi million dollar extension was silly or firing him at the end of it or at the end of one bad year after that extension was silly. Like those two things can't coexist sensibly in the same world. Yeah, it, we'll see what happens in Arizona now, but um, sounds like there might be a co-GM opportunity with, you know, in-house uh, replacements for Steve Keim, and then uh, we'll see what they do at head coach. But like I said, it's probably the right time to maybe reset and start over as far as the where the talent is on the team, but, uh, you know, like you just laid out, maybe not so much with uh, with Kingsbury and the uh, the actual contract. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 250 or just 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all the uh, new and existing customers, you can get a no-sweat bet each day of wildcard round. This weekend, there's three different days, so go get it. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good. Why bet on NFL playoffs anywhere else? So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code PFF. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, the Houston Texans, we talked about this a little bit on the PFF NFL podcast, but Lovey Smith is out. It's not all that surprising. What is surprising, just because we kind of anticipated that last year, right, when he was hired, but why go David Culley for a year, Lovey Smith for a year? Like, who's Nick Casario bringing in? Who are the Texans bringing in? What's their long-term plan? We're heading into year three of Nick Casario and the Houston Texans, and we don't really know the plan for the Texans as they rebuild here. We don't, um, except to say that I think it makes sense now to see them start this project. Like, the only thing that didn't make any sense last year was firing um, David Culley without an obvious replacement lined up. You know, and it sort of felt a little bit panicked that, OK, uh oh, we can't find a good candidate. There was the Josh McCown thing like it, it just was it had all the hallmarks of a farce. And then at the end of it all, it's like, well, let's hire Lovey Smith. Like that'll keep us ticking over for the next year and then we can just do it all over again. And that's that's kind of what they did. But it's like, well, then what was the point in firing David Cully in the first place if it didn't achieve anything? So I guess like this year. Again, it doesn't make any sense to do unless you think you can get the guy that's supposedly going to be moving the whole thing forward with you. I guess the one big difference this season is that you can you can sell any prospective head coach candidate on we're actually going to do things now. Like we traded away Deshaun Watson. That's not hanging over the organization anymore. We have some resources. You know, we are going to do this thing and we're going to actually start to make some big strides and inroads. And OK, we don't have the number one overall pick now, but we're number two, um, and we can actually start moving this franchise forward. Like, I think you can sell the thing to a new head coach as like a project somebody wants to be a part of. I think that was a lot harder a year ago when you were basically like, well, as long as we're stuck with Deshaun Watson, we're basically just in a holding pattern for a while. Are you cool with that? And one that's probably going to result in the worst record in the NFL 
and chasing the number one overall pick. Like that's not a great sales pitch to any coach. They, they didn't have to be in a holding pattern, though. I know they were as far as, a you know, what, what are they going to get from a draft capital standpoint? But every single free agent move that the Texans made, those guys are essentially gone. Like, they did not add any pieces to the puzzle except for they did have two first-rounders last year with Derek Stingley, uh, with Kenyon Green. They added Jalen Petrie in the second round. They finally started to add some draft, uh, some some players via the draft last year. You do have the two first-rounders again this year, so... There's at least resource to start building, but there was there were no veterans added. There's no foundation. There's nothing to build upon in Houston. So Casario, they have to get going in uh, in Houston right now. And and you know to Lovey Smith's credit, the guys played hard. They won three games. Like that's it's pretty yeah. good given what they what they had in Houston. It was a bad roster. Expectations should have been low. Right, but I don't think it made sense to add these veterans a year ago. Like when you were because effectively they were imagining a world where they were going to roll into last season with a guy like Davis Mills at quarterback after they traded away to Sean Watson. And it's like, well, do you want a bunch of veteran high price veterans that you've acquired in free agency that are going to basically have a year wasted on with a Davis Mills led team. And then you get the quarterback this season. Like, I don't think that helps. Like actually, if anything, it damages your chances of getting the high draft pick and maybe you win five or six games and you're only picking top five. And like the whole thing just didn't make any sense. Now, I think is when you start adding players, you've got some money, you've got some draft capital. Now you can go find a quarterback and actually add some talent around the guy. All right. So the other three jobs that we knew were going to be available coming in, Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts, all had interim coaches. There's no announcement, that, but they're all looking for coaches. So of those jobs, Sam, Broncos, Panthers, and Colts, which one's most attractive right now? I think theoretically the Denver Broncos are the most attractive job, but they also come with by far the biggest uh, challenge, which is can you yeah. fix Russell Wilson? And okay, we just saw week 18. We finally got to see that the old version of Russell Wilson still looks like he's still in there. The Jerry Judy thing, the connection between Russ and Jerry Judy can function. Cortland Sutton got a touchdown as well. Like that final game of the season, maybe would convince people that okay, that that's that's what we're shooting for. I just need to find that for 17 weeks, 17 games consistently over the course of the season. But Denver still has a really good, talented roster around um, Russell Wilson, and if you think you could fix him, then I think that's the best job. Yeah, this wasn't exactly Urban Meyer or, or anything, but we know that everything in Denver was bad this year. Everything was bad. So somebody coming in culture shift the, the talent is there as you said the Panthers and Colts they have an uphill climb just because they don't have quarterbacks and the Colts roster look terrible the Panthers have shown signs of life but when you don't have the quarterback there's there's a lot of work to do there so yeah I agree on the uh, the Broncos a somewhat attractive job but a challenging one getting Russ back on track let us know five jobs left or available what do you think what are the best jobs in the NFL PFF <laughs>